Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we're here with Jedrik Kostetsky. Uh, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Kostetsky. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that was perfect? Mm-hmm. Everyone heard it. All right. Excellent. You're here. You're here. And um, thank you for coming to my funny apartment. It's lovely. It's, oh, thanks. The spacious ceilings. <laughs> it's very low ceilings. I really like the staff. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good, huh? Yeah. They're pretty good. I don't know if you needed to serve me caviar as soon as I walked in, but it was, it was a nice touch. <laughs> Look, I live to serve. Um, <laughs> I do not. Uh, what 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 kind of background should we give you? So we met. Uh, what it would be like two and a bit years ago then. Yeah, I'm giving you giving yeah. me the you get because because yeah. I hooked actually, up with one of your friends. So actually, uh, <laughs> you don't remember, but we met uh, in 2019. Hmm. Because uh, for uh, for a few years before we moved to uh, to Berlin, uh, when me and my wife were still dating, we used to come to Berlin after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time, the first two times was until New Year's Day. Then we realized that we don't like Berlin on New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, like a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, so we we used to leave before New Year's Day. Uh, anyway, and before New Year's Eve. Anyway, we. Um, we were here in 2019. This was a couple of months before the pandemic. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it was between Christmas and New Year's, and uh-huh. it was uh, I, like a couple of weeks before we came, I realized that I could do some open mics here. Yep. Because uh, I've been doing comedy for a couple of years out in Warsaw. Mm hmm. Uh, and uh, the only place that booked me was was uh, the boat with Chris and and Dragos. Mm hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, you were one of the performers. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And you had a second mic that I, night. Okay. Uh, and I was like, oh, shit, you guys can do more than one mic in a night? <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> yes, that was pretty cool. I wonder I wonder which show that was. Um, that wasn't the show that I met uh, your friend at. No, no. No, no, no. Was, that was in the summer. Yeah. And that was... Yeah. Uh, and I also met. Uh, that was the night of uh, Ukraine independence. That was the night that I met your friend. But yeah, so that was that was that went back when that was a holiday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, because you guys was probably went to Space Medusa. We went to Medusa. All right. Yeah. I brought a bunch of people back from the. From yeah, the, you did. From the boat to yeah. Medusa, I just got shit faced. Just got so fucking drunk um but okay so yeah and then i i went off to another show i think i may have remembered meeting you maybe. I, I met uh i met you daniel daniel Olel. yeah mm-hmm. and uh dio okay yeah was, the boat. yeah dio was like i remember dio because i went back to war uh, so i went back to warsaw um you know a few days later and like two months later um uh, the um uh, this documentary film about Berlin stand-up came out. Hmm. Uh, made by this, I think. I think it was made by this Sri Lankan guy. Ah, oh, yeah, made by Vidura. Yeah. yeah, and he. Roger Paksa. Yeah, he left to uh, to London. Yeah, from what I understand. And yeah. he's huge now. He's huge, Vidura. Go Vidura. Ali Wong slipped into Vidura's uh, DMs, and that's how I found out that she got a divorce ah nice. like how cool is that like to find out that your favorite comedian is single based on her slipping into a friend's DMs. <laughs> like I, I feel like i'm getting closer to like i think the only fame. i think the only better thing would be if she slipped into your dms oh my god 
That would be the best. But she, Ellie Wong's dating Bill Hader now. Did you know that? I did not. Mm, I found that out last night or something. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but before I started talking about Ali Wong, okay, so the, the his documentary. Yeah, about and, and, I, and I saw Dio in that. I was like, whoa, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was, was like super impressive that, you know, that you're like doing multiple mics and stuff. Um, and I, I think you did a bit about your uh, pubic hair. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Already? No, in 2019, I wouldn't have been talking about my pubes. Or even the start of 2020. It was later 2020 that I was talking uh, about my pubes. I don't know. Yeah, I would have been talking about the kindergarten, I'm sure. I don't think it would have been pubes. No. I, I was like, I was I was super stressed out because I'd, uh, I'd stopped doing comedy in Warsaw. I mean, you know, stopped doing comedy in Warsaw meant I didn't go to one of the, like, three or four mics we had per month. Yeah, okay. Um, for... A month or two so i was feeling sort of like a bit a bit rusty mm-hmm. um yeah but it was you know it was all right i did some stuff that you know even back then always worked so so, uh, so there's still a quite a small scene in Warsaw. Or it's, it's bigger mm-hmm. uh now they have like this like, is obviously in english right yeah, yeah two or three mics a week like if you want to do comedy in polish you can literally make a living out of it it is not hard the, okay the quality is not great. <laughs> I haven't heard um, spectacular things about the quality of Polish uh, stand-up from the Polish-speaking, you know, comedians that I know. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's still like a, a cute little, a, a good little scene in English. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of I'm trying I'm thinking of doing because I my big money maker isn't happening at the moment, and so I'm I'm planning to do some tours at the end of the year. And I do want to go to Scandinavia, but that's kind of an expensive one. It's like getting to Scandinavia, staying there and like existing, you know, feeding yourself. But so I'm thinking maybe some Eastern Europe um, little tours, like self-produced, taking my solo um, and maybe doing some split bills with people. But um, yeah, thinking Poland Mm -hmm. because it's right there, you know. Prague probably. Exactly. I've done. Yeah. And Prague's always good too. Budapest. I haven't done Budapest as well either. Yeah. Budapest, Prague. Um, I mean, and I haven't Warsaw, done them, I haven't Krakow. done them either, but uh, yeah. I've have d- done Krakow and I've done Łódź, which is like the city. It's a great name. Yeah, Łódź sounds like such a mistake. There's it's 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 four letter it's four letters and there's one letter that's not a Polish letter. There's there's a D in there and the, everything else is just people look at it and they go Lodz. I'm like yeah, close ah, enough. Łódź. It's Łódź, yeah. Uh, but yeah, name. I mean, there's you know there's places. There's there's little scenes in Wrocław has a a, a pretty uh, I mean small you know th- there's scenes there's people who organize mics there's and there's venues that can be that yeah. can be taken for I mean, solos a, yeah there's a bunch of venues that's, yeah that's that's like I feel like in Berlin venues are the Hard thing problem to find. Mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah. Although I'm really lucky at the moment and loving my venues, but like to get a good foothold, you know, with good venues, that's that's really tricky. Yeah. Berlin, but but there's so many spaces here. But yeah, it's because it's also a huge population. So. Yeah, and it's spread out. Yeah. And like, I mean, I travel because I live, you know, I live uh, 
the border of Schoenberg and, and uh, Wilmersdorf. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so I travel, like, every open mic, every comedy show I go to is, is you know, it's it's not always, like, a trek, but it's a bit of a trek. Yeah. Like, there's, the, the close, my closest venue is Caracas, mm-hmm. um, and that's, like, just a bus ride, which is great, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But, you know, everything else is, like, oh, let's go to the, let's, you know, let's go to the U-Bahn stop. And, and yesterday I did... Uh, Christ, I can never. I have the worst memory for names. Kolonek? Kolonek? Copenhagen? Ah, Kolonkvelle. Kolonkvelle? 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 Um, in, uh, in Prenzlauer Berg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is literally on the other side of Berlin for me. <laughs> like, you go to the S-Bahn stop, and it's yeah. like, get an either one. Yeah. It, oh, really? Shit. You could go either either direction of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Um, yeah, look, like the venues are all pretty much in the east. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I pretty mean, much that's, everything's in the east. I mean, I've done venues that weren't in the east and the crowds just weren't there. Um, so mm. I feel like it is. Even Schoenberg can be a bit hard to get people to. Yeah. Which is funny because it's, yeah, like it's kind of central. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's right there. Yeah, it's right there. It's, it's right there. It's right there. But yeah, when I lived in um, in the Northwest, uh, in Vedding, I'm just saying that for people who don't live here. Uh, when I lived in Vedding, it was just, it just felt so dumb that I was like traversing so much of Berlin to go to Constantly, everything. right. And it was yeah. just like, this doesn't make any sense. Now I live yeah. in the like deep, it's not that deep, but it's pretty much the, it's very east and it's south. And it's like quite east. And even being sort of this far east, it still only takes me like if I needed to catch a, a taxi to any show, it's not going to take me more than like 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's like and, and riding my bike, it's like 20 minutes, 25 yeah, minutes to yeah. get to Friedrichshain and, and all the areas where the shows are. So I love it. But yeah. I mean, and, one, th- one thing I really like about Berlin is that driving here sucks mm-hmm. and public transportation is usually just as fast yeah. And like, I don't have to worry about. I once drove to Neukölln to, mm-hmm. to, to do like a show, and any time saving on getting there was lost. Parking. Not even parking, but like once I parked, walking to the venue, it was so much further than walking from like the Uban stop. Or really? The, yeah, I was like, That's I just, crazy. I was like driving, and, and I, you know, I ended up parking illegally, but like, I'm Polish, so like basically, I more or less know like what's okay to do illegally. Like that's that's the one big difference between like Germans and Poles is that like we we understand that laws and rules are recommendations more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like unless something directly bothers us, we won't get up in your shit. Yeah. But if we but if it does, we will. Uh, well, I feel like Germans are a lot more like. Well, the rule is being broken. The rule is the rule. And uh, yeah, why would you like you're doing the wrong thing if you're breaking the rule, even if it doesn't make sense? Yeah. Although I do think that Berliners are a bit different to German. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I have some old school Germans in my building and they are. Oh, yeah. Because you're in the West, mate. Fucking annoying. I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I love I love Germans, but I I like Berliners more. Like, there's more of a like, you know, take. Like, yeah, taking taking rules as a suggestion and like, hey, like it was fine. Give it, you know, we all are adults here. Yeah. That's not causing the problem, you know. Um, oh, look, and now it's beautiful and sunny here. I'm and just, it's, it's raining. It is raining? It is also raining. Is it also raining? Really? Yeah. I don't believe so. I can't see that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Fuck, it's, it's sunny it's and it's raining. 
I'm just hating. I'm hating Berlin just this week with the rain in summer because I've got these two open air shows a week and it's just creating stress and a lack of audience because who wants to go to an open air show when it's raining and you're sitting under these like umbrellas and it's yeah. it's kind of gross. But fuck it. But fuck it. So you have a daughter. You have a daughter. I do. And I do. how old is she? She's seven now. She's uh, Shit. Yeah, she's, she's uh, going to start second grade uh, next month. Cool. Which is, whew. I mean, it's it's weird because. Why is that? Who? It's it's weird because like, she's gonna stop. I mean, she's not. She's being much less a baby than she was. Like okay. she's getting out of that baby zone. Yeah. And she's getting more into like a kid who's, you know, I'm not saying she's always been, you know, a person and and her person, but she's getting much more. It, it's. Like around kids, around babies, there's a lot of stuff you do that's pretty much automatic. Mm-hmm. And now she has an opinion on everything. <laughs> and you know, so basically, our our, our 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 parenting philosophy is that she is a person. Yep. Above all. Yeah. So we treat her like a person. Yeah. You know, a person who doesn't know a lot of stuff, a person who needs a ton of support in a lot of different ways, but yeah. but still a person. Yeah. Um. And, you know, she's outspoken. She's opinionated. And as much as, uh, you know, I think a lot of people don't want that from their kids. They just mm-hmm. want compliance. They want a really smart dog. Yes. They want a dog they can t- chat with sometimes. Right? Yeah. Um, but our thinking was always, you know, in 15 years, which is a much shorter time than, like, it has any right to be. Yeah. In 15 years, she's going to be a full-grown adult finishing up college, whatever university, call it what you may. And do I want her to be a smart dog then? No. No, because none of us likes those people. No. Like the words used to describe a good kid, which is like, you know, kind, quiet, you know, nice. They're words that we sort of used to low-key insult adults. Mm-hmm. De- definitely. Like, if you tell somebody your friend's really nice, they're like, okay, what's wrong with that? Yeah, like, totally. There's something fucked up. Yeah. Right? Like, there's a deficiency there. Um, yeah, totally. Although, that said, like, I feel, yeah, the kids that I, like, working at the kindergarten and then being a nanny, um, the kids that I, I always gravitate to the problematic kids or the kids that are not easy, I should just say. Like, I don't like easy kids. I like a kid that's, you know, like, there's different um, educations, though, like, as in you can get a kid who's got opinions and is rude about it. And then you've got kids who have got opinions and they can just have a good, robust discussion about things. And so it's the there, there can be slight yeah, differences I, in that. I, I think my daughter is all three. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't spent a lot of time teaching her how to be... Um, it's nice to people. I think that I think that is that is some t- we're gonna have to put in some time and effort to uh, to make her realize that. Well, we're tr- you know I mean we do it all the time and we tell her like when she says something that's hurtful I say hey that was hurtful mm-hmm. you know th- try to think about what I might feel when you say that and she's like okay and, and then she doesn't but you know <laughs> but it comes with time. It uh, yeah and the thing is it's often I reckon I reckon it's around this age um, between sort of six and ten that kids get their ego bruised 
in a way that they can then self-reflect and be like, oh, oh that totally. was what it's, that's what it was like when I said that to some, and like they get hurt in ways and they're like, oh, how could someone be like that to me? And it's very dramatic. And it's like, hold on, are they a teenager already? And it's like, oh no, they're figuring out yeah. the ego bruising and the consequence, emotional consequences of actions. Yeah. You know, the thing, the thing that lots of people forget about little kids mm. uh, is that, you know, when you're like the, the the one emotion that develops when we're conscious of it mm. is romantic love. Mm-hmm. When you're a teenager and the first time you fall in love and it is so incredibly intense. Mm-hmm. Like it is you. I mean, even when you're going through it, you're like, this is like, you know, you're crying and you're like, you're heartbroken mm-hmm. and you're destitute, you know, and, and you get over it really quick because it is not a very deep emotion you just feel it so intensely the first time well it's a deep i think it's a deep emotion but it doesn't have deep roots because there hasn't been any kind of like like it's a it's a it goes deep but it's like a very young plant that can just be ripped out yeah and it hasn't like taken taken to the soil deeply like when you actually have a relationship and and your lives aren't like intertwined and stuff and all that exactly yeah but you know and, and you think okay that's love but when you have when you're raising you know a kid from from basically you know the vegetable stage, <laughs> you, you go through you go through all the emotions and like you're like you're there when the kid discovers what anger is and you're there when the kid discovers what sadness is, mm-hmm. and you just see it and you're like, oh, that's yeah this is gonna be a hard couple of weeks. <laughs> and but it's also triggering for you I think like for parents. Because you, it brings back. I feel like the more time you spend with kids, the more you're brought back to your own childhood. Oh, definitely. And you're, you're, yeah, sort of learning oh, is, of all those things. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is like. So I thought being a parent would be uh, all right, but kind of mm-hmm. like whatever. But I am very much into it. I am like very like. Uh, I wasn't planning on having having kids. Uh, I met my wife when I was thirty four. Okay. Uh, she was twenty four. Um, okay. And uh, and something that that came up when I was listening to one of your older podcasts, uh, you know, she she said I want to have a kid, and I was like, all right, you know, that, all right let's try it, let's give it a go. Uh, <laughs> so chill, like, yeah, let's give it, let's give it a go, let's give it a go. Like, it's know. such a huge undertaking. <laughs> I don't know, I, I guess, but also, but you know what she she said something to me that like she was like she said you know. Uh, you're you're the first guy I've ever been with who I've thought I want to have a kid with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that, that like uh, what's the word like that that's not soothed but like um, caressed my ego enough oh, that totally. yes I would love to be a parent. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's you know and and like the the empathy I felt that's grown within me since I've become a mm-hmm. father is just wow. It's, I don't, you know, there's a a paradox, which is like older parents are better, I I feel like emotionally and mentally. Yeah. uh, But physically less. And younger parents are better physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, I think that having to choose between the two, I'd rather be like a, a better 
phys- psychological and like emotional role model for my kid. Oh, totally. Like I look Cause, at cause people I that have kids in their 20s and it's like, you don't know how to look after yourself. You haven't processed your childhood pain. You haven't processed your like your trauma with your own parents. So oh, totally. what are you doing with, your, with a kid right now? Like, yeah. I mean, I went to therapy Jesus. after our daughter was born. My wife and I both went to therapy apart and we had a couple sessions of couples therapy i think that is so wise just to like be better at it yeah i mean you know there's some like because i was talking to somebody about about the the the, um about people using the word fur babies which just absolutely if if you want something that triggers me it is people calling their fucking pets their children because <laughs> it's a totally different thing it you're is. not raising something to be independent you're you've got a you've 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 acquired a dependent yeah 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 and, and basically basically the plan is you get the animal and then the animal dies yeah and you look after it the is, whole time and you've got a bond but it's got no other option yeah but like that yeah. but that is the plan like if, yeah. if if your child dies before you that is a tragedy yeah. that is like People are like, oh, my God, you know, like the balance of the world has been turned upside down. Absolutely. Losing a baby, losing a kid is just it's it's, you know, like I was watching um, uh, the Louis C.K. special Sincerely Louis. uh, I think it was the third time I was watching it this week. I watched it when it first came out. But he he had a joke about like why people think it's such a tragedy when a kid dies or when a baby dies. You didn't even know him, blah, blah, blah. And like since... Since I watched the special the first time and now I've had a friend whose baby died and it's like, yeah, but there's a lot in the, no, the, the losing that... of a child, man. Like it's, it feels so unjust and it is so like this poor little thing. Yeah. And like it, it is just life and it happens yeah. and it's and, you, you know, you do everything you can. But it's the pain of losing a child is like it's just like. It's something. It's something the, very special. There's a, a so a, a bunch of my friends had kids around the same time I did, which was um, that's interesting. It's very common. It's not. I feel like all my friends who've had babies had the well. Actually, all my my friends are all quite like me, and it's all been like a very weird, staggered. Like most of them have not had children, and then like my brother had kids, started having kids nine years ago. And then, like, maybe two other friends have had kids. And it's, like, you know, like, very Is, is your very brother separate. older or younger? My brother's older. Okay. And he's got four kids. The, the youngest oh, is, like, your brother, too? No shit. My brother's 40 years old. And his eldest is nine. And his youngest is, like, three months. Yeah, my brother is uh, 47. Uh-huh. Uh, his eldest is 18. Okay. She was visiting us this... Uh, oh, you met her. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I said very inappropriate things yeah, to your niece. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do this. <laughs> and their youngest is half, the, half a year younger than my daughter. Just to clarify the, for, for any listeners, I said inappropriate things to your very young niece in a stage setting for crowd work. It wasn't she's like... she's an adult. Yeah, it wasn't like I was like hitting on her off stage or and, anything. And she wasn't offended. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, thought it was very funny. She was okay, cool. very enamored with you. No. She's like, oh my God, she's so cool. I was like, damn straight she is. Oh, oh thanks, Andrew. Then I take you to Loser. And, and then my wife took her to Dima's show. 
yeah, so I'm kidding. It. Dima's is lovely. Dima's is lovely, but uh, you know, it's not really a comparison. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. So, um, so that's uh, your brother's uh, daughter, the eldest, the yeah. eldest. Okay, yeah, she's yeah. got. Yeah, then there's like three, like two other kids, two years apart, mm-hmm. and then there's Jamie, who was born. <sighs> Half a year after my daughter was born. Oh wow! Which okay. is like m- when my niece first came, she started coming to to Europe uh, two years ago in the summer. Right before we moved to Berlin, she came to visit us in Warsaw, mm-hmm. and I told her, "Listen, like when when my brother told me that they were going to have another kid, Kasia and I, my wife, were like, why?" Mm-hmm. And she turns to me and she goes, "That's the same thing we said with you know with my brothers." You're just like what, what the hell? But I mean, they want cause, it because you get yeah yeah it was planned. Yeah. But like you get out, you're yeah, like, you get out. You so get like, out. Why like, do you want to do it again? And that's what my like we love my new niece and we're all very happy. But it was sort of like you've got three kids. Yeah. The eldest is like the youngest is about to go to like going to kita to kindergarten. Why would you yeah. do this all again? And then but like they they want it and it was planned and it's like all right. Yeah. Four kids is a lot. I mean, literally, like, as a parent, as a parent, I sound like a complete asshole. No, but, uh, I mean, we look, you know, I I think we look at people who have multiple kids the same way people who don't have kids look at us, which is, why did you do this to yourselves? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I don't don't know, you know, I don't know what it's like, and every kid is different. Yeah. And it's weird, but parents so much, parents spend so much time, like... Being assholes to each other. It's parents spend time being oh to other parents, yeah, not to, to other, within the couple yeah, or something. Yeah, to other parents. Yeah, but like that, that goes for everything, yeah. right? Like people are just assholes to people. People want to judge. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, you must be doing it wrong." I'm like, "No, my child is just different than yours." Yeah. Shut the fuck. Up. Yeah, right. And the problem, a bit of the issue with parenting, like in relation to this, is that you can't really exist away from other people that are dickheads like you're going to be in contact with dickheads because oh, totally. that's how society and the education system needs to work and it's actually good exposure and blah 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 but mm-hmm. it doesn't that knowing that doesn't reduce the pain and frustration of interacting with dickheads yeah i mean judgy and yeah this, this is you know a lot, you know uh I have, I have this like joke that i've sort of tr- i'm trying to figure it out exactly but it's basically about how um how uh, the worse your country is, the less likely people are are to ask you why you moved to Germany. Mm-hmm. Like if you move from like France, people are like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" Yeah, or yeah. Australia, oh, "What are you doing?" People here? always ask me, and I'm like, "You don't understand." And, and you move here from Russia, and people are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "No one asks a fucking thing." Yeah, What's well, yeah. like the classic thing when people are like, uh, "If people are from Ukraine, you're just like, it's so great that you're here," yeah. and like, let's move right on, you know, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing to say. Or, but or, so, sometimes, or even like, sometimes they'll go like, yeah, but I, mo- I came here five years ago. Oh, for work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I think it also stands like, you know, like Indian women. You know, like, I don't ask, I will never ask, why did you move here? Yeah. Like, obviously you're here. <laughs> <laughs> like, India's still great, but, you know, let's be honest. Uh, yeah. Safety and freedom of women. And, yeah, it's a t- totally different game. And, uh, and you know, one of the reasons we moved here from, from Poland was... Uh, was because like you know poland has its issues that are you know known in germany about the homophobia and the homophobia misogyny is pretty the, strong. yeah the abortion stuff the yeah. the extremely stiff gender roles mm-hmm. uh 
not caring about the environment, all that shit. Yeah. But, you know, I... I've been working in, I used to work in advertising. I worked in advertising for like 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I moved to tech. Mm-hmm. I was doing tech and advertising, but now, now I just do it for strictly tech companies. Mm-hmm. And my money created sort of the socioeconomic bubble that we got to live in. Okay. Like my daughter went to private preschool. And if we'd stayed there, she would have gone to a private school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all affordable. And we lived on this, uh, you know, this. Uh, housing development that had a fence that was fenced in and stuff and you know um but i did not care for other people who shared the bubble with me Mm -hmm. because money makes a lot of people just they don't know like i don't want to say they don't know how to act but it just makes them massive assholes yep like the parents from the preschools like the level of entitlement, and I just I wanted to go. Listen, you don't make enough money to be this big a dick. It's the entitlement, and then the bad behavior around expressing that entitlement. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, what do you, what like, where's your empathy for other people in service roles or just like who are in the same position as you, but they're not you? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Like the, the you know talking to people like they're not people. <laughs> Just, yeah, like you said, what are you doing? And, and I'm, uh, you know, right now my daughter just goes to a normal school here in, 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 in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, her best friend's parents, uh, her best friend's dad is a, is a truck driver. Her, her best friend's mom has a, a cleaning company. Like mm-hmm. She used to be a cleaner, now she has a cleaning company. And that is exact, like, I want her... To just not have even—it's not even about the diversity, like the the ethnic and and, and uh, racial diversity. Although those things are ab- absolutely awesome. Yeah. But just the socioeconomic diversity. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's important. I don't know. Um, like, I mean, I, I in, in Poland, I, I knew a well, bunch. Well, it usually equates to a good mix of like uh, attitudes and yeah. yeah, and and sort of experiences. But I also think Berlin is a kind of place where. You know, people people have made a lot of changes in their life usually. Mm-hmm. Like, and whether they actually be from within Germany or they've come from outside the country, to li- to end up in Berlin, you've you've chosen this and you've made a lot of changes in your life yeah. to be here. And I think mm-hmm. like that's why people are often like, oh, if you have kids, do you want to have them in Berlin? Because yes, ugh, Berlin. And I'm like, absolutely, absolutely. I want to have them in Berlin. Like, this is the level of. Um, socioeconomic diversity, cultural diversity, uh, political freedom, or at least like engagement. And, um, and there's a bunch of other stuff. And then like in terms of like um, parental rights and uh, like social you know, support. Wealth, support, exactly. Yeah. Huge. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. we had, you know, we've, we've used the, uh, we, we've had our daughter diagnosed for autism. Um, she's slightly autistic. Uh, slightly, okay, uh, cool. She's on the spectrum. I think... Do you think uh, is I, that a genetic thing? I'm not saying I, that yeah, I think you are, but I think I think, I'm, I, think I am a little. Uh, although I think more, I've just ha- had a lot you of. You just trauma. worked in IT too long. <laughs> <laughs> is it autism or does he just work in IT? I wonder. I'm wondering. That is such a. I mean, some stereotypes exist for a reason. Let's, it's let, true, let's, and like I like it. Like I really like. Um, specifically like people who are doing coding and spending a lot of the time doing that stuff it's like there is a level of neurodivergence i think for you to do that and love doing it yeah you know and i i 
yeah, like this year I've really gone, oh, I think I do actually like, just because when I read the list of, um, of like symptoms or whatever for, um, being those things, being like 88, having ADHD and OCD, it's like, I read them. I'm like, but isn't that everyone? And then me saying that, I'm like, oh, that means I probably, yeah, that is everybody. Everybody who's been diagnosed is like, but this is normal. You don't plan out what you're going to say before you start a conversation? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I'll, sit, I'll literally be washing dishes or, like, loading the dishwasher and be like, okay, so when I see them, I'm going to say that. And I don't even think about it. That, that is completely not weird. I, it, yeah. I didn't know that was weird. <laughs> it turns out it is. So, like, yeah, am I... The, uh, we went. We actually went to a specialist in Warsaw, and this lady. Uh, it was eighty euro per visit. Uh, okay. Versus nothing here. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, that's good intel. And uh, uh, by the way, is it just a children's person that you saw, or yeah. do they do other people? Yeah, it was like there's oh, okay. there's a SPZ, uh, which is like sociale something something whatever but it's it's like social support for kids so okay my daughter had her uh, uh had her uh uh diagnosis there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. i know that thing from working in the kindergarten yeah. yeah there's like a social service for psychological yeah. assessments exactly and support. So, yeah. yeah for psychological support for kids mm-hmm. which is like of course there is because they need it. What, and in Poland, it's like, oh, our, like Poland is, is basically like, oh, there's something wrong with our kids. It's, they're like measuring poorly on the scale. Well, we need to get rid of the measurement. That is, that is like the That's, way things are done in Poland. Wow. Which is like, like, oh, we kids used to not be like, there's, there's this whole thing was like, oh, People are, 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 you know, they're they're going overboard now. Like we didn't have mental illness when I was a when I was young, and I'm like, yeah, your dad just dr- got drunk every night mm-hmm. and killed himself by crashing a car when he was forty. Mm-hmm. But there was no mental illness. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. Just because just because we can now diagnose it, diagnose it, and um, and it's not always about medication, but it's just about knowing so that you can then develop some resource. It doesn't have to be yes. Medicated. I mean that is That's that you know thing. that is why we got our daughter diagnosed diagnosed mm. because having a diagnosis means she is entitled to, to various support yeah and we're like like my like my entire philosophy for her childhood is we want her to have a great childhood we want her to look back at her childhood and be like that was an awesome time mm-hmm. with friends no responsibilities mm-hmm. i got to be you know like that is what i want to give her mm-hmm. and if i manage to give her that i'll be like i am up I am killing it at this parenting thing. I, I mean, I think I'm a pretty good parent. Um, just, just you know, in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, although I can't do the shit that I used to do in Poland. In Poland, I would go out with my daughter and I was a superstar. Uh, how do you mean? Like, women would be like, oh, you're taking care of your... What's her mom doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm, this is my daughter. Like, mom's at home doing whatever mom does at home. I am... It is us, t- and they were like, "Oh my god!" I so that's how the the sort of social like the fem- family structure in Poland is. It's like so not normal for a father it, to be spending time with his, ch- his children during the week. No, mm-hmm. like I used to. Mm-hmm. So I had to. Uh, we bought a flat in Warsaw, which was just massive bureaucratic undertaking because I had to sell a flat that I'd inherited, and my wife had to sell a flat that she'd inherited. Mm-hmm. Ton of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Like I found. 
I found drawings and sketches uh, of of our flat from 1968 when mm-hmm. it was built. Yeah, uh, just just really cool stuff. And uh, so I had to I had to go to a lot of government offices, uh-huh. and uh, I realized that the that the hack for for dealing with that was just to take my daughter with me. <laughs> she was like she was like a year old. I would roll in there with a you know little blonde curls, mm-hmm. blue eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, wearing like with a with a fat diaper butt. Yeah. And the ladies there were like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Well, I have this form filled out. <laughs> Is this going to be enough?" And they were like, "Oh, you need another form, and this one's out of date." But listen, I will take care of everything. You just sit here with your daughter. Oh, she's so gorgeous. And oh, I was like, that's "Yeah, you better." <laughs> Fuck, that's hilarious. All right, but you wanted to hang out with your daughter anyway. I mean, it yeah. wasn't just a tool. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I mean, I, I love hanging out with my. So, so when when she was born. Mm. I was working a day job and uh, freelancing a bit for this American company. And after she was born, like, literally, I took, like, two weeks off work. And in that time, the guy from the agency that I'd been freelancing for in the U.S. was like, do you want to work for us full time, remote? Uh, This was in in 16. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I said, uh, and he's like, I think he said, uh, I can offer you 30K. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you do 40? Because this was like Polish money. You know, in yeah. Pol- I mean, this was US dollars, but it was in Poland. So yeah. I could. And he was like, yeah, I can do that. So I was like, fuck, why didn't I say 50? But anyway, um, so so I came back to work and I was like, hey, I'm quitting. I'm, I'm going to be working at home. And I spent uh, the next five years until 2021 uh, working for this American company in the afternoons. So in the morning, I would be with my daughter. You could be completely present, yeah. I was I was there for her physically and mentally. And, we like, I took her... Like, we did stuff. I took her on trips. Or, you know, we'd, we'd, like... We'd go shopping together. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, like... It's cool. Like, I like spending time with her. She's yeah. a fun person. And, you know, now she's, like... She's got a sense of humor and stuff. And she doesn't like it when I joke about some stuff. Like, I mispronounce uh, strawberries in German. Mm-hmm. I call them Erdeberde. <laughs> She's like, do not do that. Yeah, she gets so mad. Really? Dad, don't say Erdeberde. It's Erdeberde. That's so cute. So do you think she's quite German? Being, being her, like she's been <coughs> here for how many years? She's been in Berlin? Two years. Okay, so only two years. Do you think the Germans rubbed off on her a lot? I think because of her uh, her spectrum her place on the spectrum I mm-hmm. think she likes the Ordung she really like we we were able to choose which there's only two classes like she goes to the smallest school in, Ger- in Berlin supposedly one of the smallest elementary schools mm-hmm. and there's only two teachers in her year um, and we like found out which guy was like more had the bigger stick up his butt okay and that's where we sent her because she likes rules she likes justice which is also very spectrum supposedly like yeah the, the, this the sense of justice that you need things to be just uh, yeah that is very much what she's, she's my mom myself and i think also on the like low key like i think the guy that i'm seeing i've seen a few guys that are definitely on the spectrum but i like you know like not on like a like and there's no judgment of it but like 
Yep, yep. The the sense of justice and the. <laughs> oh, I mean, I had that too. I was like, this is this is like just you if, if you see something and just happen, you're like, this is wrong, and yeah. you're like, wait, why do I care? Why do I fucking care? Absolutely, I've eased up a lot, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you have to teachers. It's it's, I mean, I used to. I am a shy person by nature, mm-hmm. and I taught myself to not be shy. Yeah. Um, I've taught myself to shut the fuck up a bit. <laughs> there are so many things. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Same. Like, I went to this um, birthday party uh, this week. So, like, um, but, yeah, and it was with the guy that I'm seeing, his his his, his friends. And you, you need to give him a, a pseudonym. I do. I need to give him a little nickname. Is he German? No. Mm. He's from Argentina. Um, but Juan. Um, <laughs> what can I call him? I don't know. Uh, something dumb. Um, my first thought was pizza. But <laughs> so me and pizza. Me and pizza. We got some pizza. We're at this party, and um, yeah, and it was all his friends. And like I realized because he's uh, like eleven years younger than me. He's twenty six, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. Well, your 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 wife my is wife's ten years younger 10 than years, me, but yeah. also, unfortunately, it's different for like the 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 social. It is different. But also, like, who the fuck cares? Like, but also, yeah, is somebody gonna check? Like, is, is, are you gonna stop by the cops and be like, "Excuse me, how young is he?" <laughs> exactly. Do you know what this looks like? But also, I was talking to Sophia recently, and she was like, "Oh no, I had a boss who only dated younger men because she was like, dude, men die earlier." men die younger so yeah. i i want i want my partner to be with me when i'm like i don't want them to die first like i want us to die around the same time and i was like hmm, that's interesting that's uh that's quite smart yeah i'm just i'm just working smarter guys it's just it's just it's just it's all a plan but um but yeah so i sort of was psychologically preparing because it was the first time i was going to meet like a, like quite a few of his close friends and um or at least two of them and um, I was like, oh, they're all going to be so much younger than me. Uh, and then I thought about it. I was like, in the comedy scene, everyone is fucking younger than yeah. me. Like, pretty much everyone. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm older than Holland. No, we're the same. What year are you born? I'm older than you. Definitely. You're older than me. Yeah, yeah Holland, you met your wife at 34. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm 46 older. years old. You're 46. Okay, you're 10 years older than me. Okay. So, um, so you, yeah, but I kind of like... You'd never tell. I can never tell. You look great for 46. Thank you. Thank you. It's because I'm lazy. <laughs> But I was thinking about it, and then I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I hang out with 21-year-olds and 23-year-olds and 25-year-olds, 27 all the time. Um, but when I was at the party, I was also, like, consciously being, like, like hearing these conversations and just trying not to engage too much. Because yeah. it's like, this one woman at the party was like, so, guys, um, I'm just wondering. This is not how she speaks, but how she speaks. But, um, <laughs> but it is how you remember her speaking. <laughs> yeah, she's like, so, I'm wondering, like, I've been thinking about open relationships. Uh, like, what do you guys think about them? Have you got experiences? And then the whole room's just like, Ugh! and it turned out that, like, almost nobody knew anybody else in the room. It was, like, just little couplets of, like, people who knew each other. And so it got super awkward and they're all sort of talking these things and it's like, mm, and I'm like just holding it all back because I'm like, I've got so much I could say, but I'm not going to. And so eventually towards the end, I was just like, oh, there's a book. There's a book you could, you could check out. Is it that the goes, ethical slut? Yeah. Like if you're, you know, if you're, if you're interested. Well, because you listened to Shannon's episode. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I, you know about the ethical slut already? I know about it. I haven't read it. Okay. 
Yeah. Have you ever tried non-monogamy? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't, I've never, like, like I was I was listening to, to, to older episodes of your podcast, mm-hmm. and, it, like, people talking about their promiscuous era and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I never had that. I was, uh, uh, I, I dated, I was in a long-term relationship for, like, four years out the gate. Mm-hmm. It was super toxic. Classic. Uh, yeah. So your very first long-term relationship was toxic. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah, super toxic. And then, uh, and and uh, then like. I think your twenties are for toxic relationships. Though. Yeah. That's but, when you learn some shit. And then I and then I went to work and I like worked a ton because I like poles work a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I started like. Being more active and taking care of myself, I lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dated around a bit, and then I met my wife, and I was like, "Yeah, this is good." You know, yeah, nice. I actually dated. I dated a girl who was like twenty when I was like thirty-two. Interesting. Dated yeah. too, not just fucked. Yeah, like I mean, we hung out a bit. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, we mo- mostly. Yeah, bang. We, we mostly bang, but. Um, and hearing her talk. Was like, I mean, it's. I don't want to criticize it because it is. It is one hundred percent about where you are in your life at that time. Mm-hmm. But you know, she she would like complain about her college professor professors, and there is, after you finish university, there is nobody in your life that has that kind of role in your life mm-hmm. as your teachers do because like. My boss pisses me off. Then fuck you, boss. I'm off to the next job. Totally, like, totally. You can't, you can't do that at school or university. It no, is, you're stuck. You can change university though. Yeah, I know. You I can know, do but, that, but but, but it, I mean, but changing job is like, yeah. I mean, especially you know, depending on the job you have. Like if you're if you're working what in in like uh, gastronomy or hospitality here in Berlin, mm. and you don't like your job, then your next you're, job is down the street. Yeah, to- totally, totally. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny, like, uh, I don't know, I've, yeah, like, I've got bits about it, and I've talked about it, probably ad nauseum, but like, it just, you know, spending more and more time with younger people, like, there was a real flip when I moved to, to Berlin, I'd always been the youngest in my social groups in Australia, and then when Everybody I moved to Berlin, so young. and then I moved to Berlin, and, it fl- and it's flipped, and uh, and so I've been, like, the eldest and a lot, not always like there are people older than me but like i'm on the older in the older you know yeah bracket and um but i can still like i still i hang out with younger like i can relate to people that are mm-hmm. 10 years younger than me if they've got you know uh if they've got the maturity about them you know like um yeah if they're if they understand what it is to be 10 years like apart and then also if they've got a, a good sense of like a good sense of things you know just yeah, I, I think, perspective i think the, the the i think like the biggest cuz you know there's this fixation around turning 18 and and becoming mm-hmm. like legally an adult yeah uh but i feel like finishing university or at least at that age mm-hmm. that is like Hitting the real world, supporting yourself. Um, I mean, I know it's these. Are, these are so tired tropes. Like if, and here's the, here's the the biggest issue with all of this. You can't tell them any of this mm-hmm. because you sound like an old piece of shit. Mm-hmm. 
Like my like my my niece when she was uh, right before, so she came for to Europe for like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Like have a have a Euro trip. She came with her with her one of her best friends from uh, from high school who is Greek. Mm-hmm. And they traveled, you know, I, yeah, she was also at the show. And they went to Greece, they went to Rome, they went to Warsaw, they went to, you know, Berlin, Frankfurt, back to Greece, whatever. And right before my niece flew here, uh, here, here to Europe, uh, her boyfriend broke up with her. Uh, and we were like... And they were, we were like, aren't you, what was the plan for, for university? Because she's going, she's from, she lives in Colorado, but she's going to university in New York. Um, and, and she was like, well, we were going to try long distance. I was like, long distance is for old people. <laughs> uh, which I, I, I believe to be true. Like my mother-in-law had a long distance relationship. Yeah. With, like, she is 70 something now. Her, her now her boyfriend is now 80 something and there was just when you say the word boyfriend and they're 80 it's like oh that's so cute and they were and there was a lot of talking on the phone yeah and i feel that is like it would have been talking on the phone were they in the same city or were they you know like Mm -hmm. you know a thousand kilometers apart Mm -hmm. um but after after they broke up uh you know she was kind of sad in europe i was like you know you gotta hold it up um, you gotta what? Hoe it up. You gotta hoe it up. Hoe Absolutely. It up like that is. Well, it's like it's a gift to be broken up with. Like it's funny that he broke up with her, and it wasn't like a mutual thing of going, "Hey, yeah. I'm gonna be studying in New York, and I'm just gonna be in Europe for the next month." Like, why the yeah, fuck stay together? Yeah, I don't. And then, as an adult, you know, like she's in, she's traveling as an adult. Yeah, and then when they were in Berlin, yeah. It, he started, he posted a picture of himself with his ex-girlfriend on Instagram. Like ex-ex-girlfriend. Yeah, not like, her, but not previous her, but ex. Yeah, previous ex. And she was like so, dist- or like maybe there was this chick that was like trying to get in there right before my, my niece got in there. Yeah. And, and she was like so broken up about it. And, oh baby! And and, at this, and you have to be supportive, but at yes. the same time, you know, you know what it means, and it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. But you can't tell her that because because no, the amount like it feels horrible. It feels horrible. Oh. It feels horrible. It feels, and you're like trying to take it seriously, but it's hard. But it, it is hard. hard. It's just like the age thing of like, um, but even like like the level of resilience I have for breakups, like it, you know, when things don't work out, it's just like, I've had so many relationships not work out, you know, like I've had so many. And, it, and so it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt as much, but it's like the recuperation, like the repair time is yeah. a lot faster and the, the, the perspective as well. And it's like, I kind of, I, I walk into everything with a, this is probably not going to last forever. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, put all the energy and everything I can into it, but it's like, you know, it's, um, the cyn- it's, it's not so much about cynicism, but it's just the kind of a realistic perspective on things and going, yeah. you can feel hurt, but you're going to actually like that pain is going to change and transform soon enough. You know? Yeah. I mean, how many, you know, uh, so one thing that I always think about is like how many people have dated people they don't remember anymore, but when they were breaking up, it was like the oh, worst thing was, ever. Was, yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah. it's something I joke yeah. about, which is like, there's no way my wife and I are splitting up without 
without a judge being involved. Yeah. Because he's either declaring me dead or or we're getting divorced. Yeah. Like there is no. There is no like all right, chill, bye bye. Yeah. There's, <laughs> like untang, like because I, I and I was literally talking to her just right before I left here, which was about this thing, which is like. To me, marriage does make sense because it is sort of a barrier to giving up. To giving up, and it's like put it put in the like a little bit of extra time. Like you know, obviously, I'm not saying for all marriages, and there are some marriages mm-hmm. that need, and like never stay together for for the kids. Yeah, yeah. Because no, that's a every adult child of divorce that I know was like. I was so happy when my parents got divorced. A lot, a lot of them, absolutely, and just, but just also like looking at the parent. If it was one parent that wanted to leave, it's yeah. like you gotta live your life, man. Like, yeah. like never wanting to to look at your parents and be like, I wish my mom had just sucked it up and stayed yeah. with my dad because that would have meant my teenage years would have been more stable. It's like no, thank God that she left and like she she had the balls to. To like to do what she needed to do for her. Yeah, and they always end up like happier in new relationships yes. and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Not it my mom like, though. Did, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, my mom didn't. I was when my parents got divorced. I don't. I don't know if my mom ever like really got over my dad. Oh, that does that does happen, but that yeah. can happen with or without like, yeah marriage, I guess. But the thing is, the one thing I don't understand at all is. People who have kids and don't get married mm. because they're like opposed to the institution or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it is not a big deal. Like, it is a great institution if you want to like have this formalized structure mm. of your relationship because my because the kids will keep you together until the end of your fucking life. Like, yeah. my parents have not spoken for twenty years to each other, mm-hmm. and. Then they had to sit together at a table together at my wedding. They mm-hmm. had to sit together at one table. They did not speak to each other, which honestly I was mad, but I'm now I'm kind of like impressed. Like to I could not speak to each other. Yeah, I couldn't like not speak to somebody who I was sitting at the same table with. Just, just. But the amount of energy that must have taken. Yeah. But hold on, you're saying I don't quite understand. You're saying that Sorry. kids will keep you together anyway, but like, why is marriage then important? I, th- I I don't think it's important, but I don't think it's something to rebel against. Uh, well, it's just a choice. It doesn't make it a yeah. rebellion if you choose not to. I mean, the, the tax advantages, especially in Germany, are amazing. <laughs> now that is truly. An argument I could get behind just being yeah. like tax benefits, really. Like, how yeah. good are the tax benefits? Like, they are, they are amazing. I mean, basically, you take your salary and you split it. Like, if if there's a single earner, like in our situation, mm. um, it's as if though both of us were earning half of what I make. Mm-hmm. So with progressive taxes, it's like an extra couple hundred euro a month. Okay. It is. Okay, so that's a pretty good... Okay, I, so that's a good argument for marriage for yeah. me. And I like... You know what? My, my wife did not like her last name mm-hmm. because... So, uh, <laughs> my mother-in-law is such a piece of... Like, one day, I, I am going to I am gonna do a 15-minute bit, on, bit on my mother-in-law <laughs> because she is... Like, in, she is... Like, my mother-in-law's biggest, greatest wish in this world is that I would leave my wife. Wow, that's that a I would be a deadbeat dad. I would leave her and my daughter 
so my mother-in-law could swoop in and save the day and it'd be, be just the three of them and it, they would be awesome it'd be like it'd be like a cartoon family like so perfect Why and they would be witty it? uh because she literally said ever since you started dating yendrak you've become so opinionated okay so she her daughter is not being the nice little child that she yeah. liked and uh okay yeah and uh so she's she's actually hating on her daughter then it's she got is, nothing to do with yeah you. like because i don't care for my mother-in-law like you know obviously but my wife really hates her Oh, okay. So actually, you okay. So if your wife hates her mom, then yeah, it's uh, but but also she's her mom, so she worries about her mom. And of course, all that, all that stuff. I don't worry about my mom anymore, but that's just because she died. Um, mm. But yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah. But so my my wife never met her dad uh, because my mother in law was the other woman. Uh huh. And uh, the baby was my my wife was born out of wedlock. Interesting. Um, yeah, and uh, once my my never met her dad. So like maybe when she was like one. Okay, but that's not meeting your dad. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Uh, is he dead or is he just never? So, yeah. So when she when she was like ready to, because uh, he was a little older, and my my uh, wife's mom is older. Mm-hmm. She she had her when she was like thirty six. My age. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, but this was like in the 80s. So this yeah, was yeah. A, and in Poland, so that was a totally different time. Totally, totally. And, uh, yeah, so my, uh, my wife, had uh, when she was ready to meet her dad, um, she, she found out that he died of, of pneumonia, like, uh, a couple months earlier. Shit. So, yeah, but, uh, but at least he hooked her up with, uh, she got money from his, um, he used to get a pension. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she got like a fraction of the pension until she turned twenty six. Fuck yeah, that's great. So, yeah, that's pretty nice. That's uh, that's an interesting origin story. <laughs> that is, I've so I've I've realized like especially after my uh, my daughter was born, I realized like how much families rely on origin stories and like founding myths and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and and then yeah. when you start examining them, it's like ah uh, this. This wasn't like what it, what happened, and you know. This. Yeah, I'm still interested with the marriage thing. Like, okay, tax benefits, yes, that's all. I do like the term "my wife," and I do understand or I my do husband, like but I do. I also like having been married and realizing, like, really, you get married to be like like Amy Schumer's new special. She talks about how marriage is cool, and that like you have a fight, and you're like you know he's gonna come home like it's it's like it's it's not easy to just leave a marriage like and that's all that was a big part of my argument against marriage it's like okay it's very easy to do it but they make it triply hard to get out of it and like hard as well as like cost and also just like the social thing of like oh getting divorced again like oh and so it's like it's kind of like shackle me up you know what i mean like you're putting and i'm not saying that Mm -hmm. marriage is um is a prison, but in some way, and it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be, you know, I don't think marriage means that it has to be like this strict monogamy. You can have your own rules for your relationship. Mm-hmm. You can do things however you want. Um, but it is a, Hey, let's actually just like tie our wrists together and, and put a little lock on that. That costs like a good $2,000 to take off. But the thing is that, you know, 
it is it is still not the the most expensive or 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 most binding thing you can do with another person which is like for me you know our 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 timeline was like we had our daughter well my wife had her daughter so I, I was just there for the beginning and um and then uh we bought a flat together mm-hmm. and then we got married okay interesting i think that having the kid thing is binding you more yeah i mean having that's, a having a kid yeah that is like that is that's eternal binding that is for until, life yeah, until that the kid dies life. that's that's it yeah and then uh, but also you know buying a flat together mm-hmm. like if if we split up and was like the other person was like hey i want you to buy me out uh, that's a lot more expensive than divorce might, yeah, hopefully if the divorce goes all right, and, if, and like the thing is custody as well as like yeah. breaking down of assets and like who's got more money and how the court rules. Yeah, uh-huh. like like for me as a woman, you know, honestly getting married, like the family courts usually are biased towards the woman, so the woman yeah. gets out better. But yeah, one of the few few areas of life where that happens. Yeah, one of the few and men few get things. so mad about it. Yeah, and I'm like. I don't like when when guys complain to me about it. I'm mm. like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's fight for equality everywhere. Yeah, let's fight for equality. And everywhere. until we're like a third of the way there, yeah, women get a better treatment in family courts. And you know why women yeah. get fam- better treatment in family courts? Because they show the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Because a quarter of men go non no contact with their kid after their kid is born. Mm-hmm. Like crazy honestly, shit. I can't. That's crazy. Shit. I can't imagine not living with my daughter. Yeah, I can't imagine having a kid and not like I. I, I don't think there's. I think um, if you do end up having like a divorce, I think still get having your kid every second week is is good. Yeah, and having them for the full week, and I think like having that sort of half half parenting is not a bad thing for a child, yeah. um, or for a parent. But, um, but yeah, of course, like being able to live with your kid and being there every day, like that's the, that's, of course, that's what you want. I know. I mean, there's a, there's a spending a lot of time talking about kids. Tough shit. Yeah, um, no, that's what this episode is. That's totally fine. This is, this is the kid episode. <laughs> but basically, be- before I had a kid, I thought my kid would be cool when she turned six. Like she turned six, she can talk, she has her opinions, you know. Yeah. And it's been it's been a treat from like day one. It yeah, is. Yeah. It is just you know. They're hilarious, and it's so kids are so much fun, man. Yeah, I mean my, like my they work as well. But. My daughter's first joke was, she put her sock on her head, and looked at me, <laughs> so I would laugh. <laughs> and she was like nine months, like maybe eleven months old. Yeah, but they're about like nine or eleven months yeah. old, and I was just like, oh, I can't like. Because you know when the, when the kid is born, they are they can't do anything. No, they can't do they can crawl thing. to a tit. Yeah, and that's like for a couple hours because they lose that ability. Like there's a, like the whole like I didn't understand what having a kid was until like it all happened to me. Uh, but it's totally it, helpless. It's yeah, totally helpless. and and you do everything, and then like a couple months later, the kid's like, hey, hey check this out, and it's her first bit, and you're like. Nice. nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they learn fast, man. They really. It is still. It's very impressive just how how the human rate, like human species, continues to be so um, numerous in members, given how helpless the human yeah, baby is. Yeah. Like it's always that always fascinates me, and also that how it's not 
like it's easy it can be easy to have kids but like the more um the more industrialized and like educated and um the more equality we have in so in societies like the older we get okay it actually gets a lot harder to have kids apparently fertility is going to be dropping massively in the next 10 years i've already i've heard it's already been falling yeah i mean i'm getting my fertility checked in two weeks so we had uh we actually spent a year and a half trying to have our daughter Ah, um, really? Yeah, That's my, and your and your wife is like fucking. But she had she had some issues. Because uh, she was like twenty. How old? Yeah, was she, she was she was twenty six, twenty five, twenty four when we started. Tr- no, twenty. So she was young. I, was, I don't know, twenty five. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I got tested, and uh, and uh, she yeah she had issues. So they tried one medicine, and that was a year. Then uh, then we were like half a year into another treatment. And uh, and we were like about to take a break because mm-hmm. you know it's it, it is emotionally hard to to try to have a kid and not be able to do it. Yeah. And then she got pregnant, and we were like, "Fuck yeah, Pff, high five. Nice. And I'm kind of mad because like w- one thing that like I wish we could have planned my daughter's month of birth better so she could like have better birthdays. What when's her, when she birth? In February. Yeah. I wish, I wish. I mean, it's not in the as, southern hemisphere. It's good. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, it's not as bad as my, my wife, whose birthday is like the 29th of December. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah, which is shit, just for tons of reasons. Yeah. Um, but it's. I mean, it would have been nice for like <laughs> May. Yeah, May's nice. Yeah, May September. September. Although in the southern hemisphere. May's not great. And yeah, September, but, yeah. Uh, but like, I know, like, I, I I know, know about you. I know about you, Australians. You're all like, oh my god, it's winter in Australia. It is. It's only five degrees. Yes, again, but, but the infrastructure. Is I know. Cold, man. I know. And it still gets fucking dreary and gross. And yeah. my birthday being in November was never that great. It was like spring, but like always rainy and, <laughs> and a bit cold. And here it's like November. A lot of people cite November as one of their f- least favorite months because it's like, oh, it's like winter is really yeah. coming. But the, the thing is, like, one one of the things I love about Berlin is that um, everybody complains about everything. Yes. And like, I come from Warsaw, and everything is just a little bit worse. <laughs> like it get like people, you know, it gets dark early in Berlin, and Warsaw gets dark forty minutes earlier Jeez. just because of the Earth's rotation. Jeez, because it's like I, my parents were in London for eight years, and they've just moved back to Australia. But just the comparison of London to Berlin, it's like. Berlin is so much darker and so much so much earlier, and then fuck Warsaw is even earlier than that. Yeah. Fuck man, it's like people don't realize that the sun thing. Like people yeah. when they like from warmer climates, it's like no no no, winter's hard because it's day it's it's dark most yeah. of the day. Like, it is you that, gotta hustle to see sun. That is the number one reason we move, like so when we were talking about moving somewhere outside of Poland for for our daughter's school. One of the reasons we chose Germany and not, for example, Stockholm or mm-hmm. Oslo or, mm-hmm. or Copenhagen is like, it's even worse there. Yeah, no, no, no. Berlin's, Berlin's and Berlin summers are usually great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm really trying to decide if I cancel my show tonight. I don't know. It just looks gross. Yeah. Although I do get annoyed by how it's sometimes still light out at ten o'clock. I fucking love that, man. And I'm just I, like, if you've got a kid, that would be annoying. But no, like, but she's 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 good. Like she's yeah. like yeah. I mean, but it does fuck with sleep patterns oh, and definitely. eating patterns because if it's still light at ten, like 
I often, yeah, well, my lifestyle has been in comedy is very different, but like in summer, <laughs> I basically, I can't get to bed before 3 a.m. Yeah. I mean, when you know, when I was like, when I didn't have a job, when like really didn't have a job and not like, like I've been off work for three months now because mm-hmm. uh, I got, I got laid off by accident. My mistake. That's great. Did I tell you the story? How was it a mistake? So, uh, so basically my, my previous employer is pretty much going under. Like, I don't know if they're actually going under, if they're like going to pivot and pull some shit out their ass last minute, but I got all the money they're supposed to pay me. So I'm happy. But uh, it was like, it was basically the end of the month, end of April. And on Thursday, we had this all hands meeting. And I was like, oh, am I going to get laid off? Am I going to get laid off? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I hope I get laid off. And I didn't get laid off. And I was hoping for at least like, because it was the end of the month, right? And I have that three month notice period, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is for full calendar months. Yes. So if somebody lays me off on the first of the month. It's four months. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and they didn't lay me off and I was like, fuck, you know, cause I was hoping to get laid off and I was hoping to get a job offer at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting my job. So I, I ended up, uh, on Friday, uh, the last day of uh, the last work day of April, I got a letter from my office and a message from my manager and the message from my manager was, I'm so sorry. Somebody messed up. You, you got a letter saying you've been let go. But you're going to get another letter in a few days that says that letter is null and void. And, you know, and I was like. Huh? I'm confused. What? So, like, they they said said you're getting let go, but it's actually wrong. Yeah. Because on Thursday, I checked in with my manager. I'm like, listen, so no cuts in in our software division. He's like, no cuts. I was like, fuck. Because we were all like. Ready to go, huh? It's time to go. It's time. It's but time. But then, how did you get laid off if they then so, said it was so nullified? I am pretty. I am one hundred percent sure that it, that one of the the plans for for cuts that day because mm-hmm. some other people got cut mm-hmm. was to lay off me and this other developer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it happened. It happened. I got the letter like maybe they it wasn't supposed to be sent out and it got sent out, or they changed their mind after it had been sent out. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I got the letter. It's a binding legal document. And on Monday, which was May 1st, uh, I got a message from the, the other company. They're like, hey, we're going to send you an offer tomorrow. And I I signed the offer by Thursday. Uh-huh. And I reached out to my manager. I'm like, hey, I still haven't got the letter, you know. To nullify. Nullifying, which is actually, I would have to, like, agree to that letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can break a contract one, from one side, but to enter, re-enter a contract, you need both sides. I'm like... They don't have to send the letter. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the severance and the three months of garden leave, which is, if if somebody doesn't know, it's when you can't work. Yeah. So you have to sit in the garden. Yeah. But you get paid your full full Fantastic. salary. It's the, it's the dream, no? It garden is. Leave. It is truly the dream, and it it ends on Tuesday. On Tuesday, I go back to my new job. Well, I, I go I go to a new job. That's that's great. I'm I'm looking forward to maybe one day getting something like that. I haven't had leave like that ever it's been a, it's been a long time since i've had like a actually it hasn't been that long i've had corp, like full proper contracts work contracts like full-time contracts I like, twice in, in, in germany three times i, I mean That's i used I, had, I used to have a business like i had my, i was a contractor in, in mm-hmm. poland and the taxes are just a joke yeah but you know what i'll pay my taxes i'll, I'll pay my taxes and i will you know sign the work contract and i am fine with it mm-hmm. like send kids to school for free yeah 
Uh, our kita here costs 23 euros a month it's because amazing. that is what they cost in Berlin. Yeah, that's it. That's why you have kids in Berlin, guys. Have kids in Berlin. If, if we lived in Berlin, uh, we probably would have had another kid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but, I mean, you were talking to, to Shannon about this in, in the last episode. I don't know if this is going to be in order. But uh, yeah, having a kid in, in the city mm-hmm. for exactly the reasons you stated, which is... Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a kid's chauffeur. Yeah, and I don't. I don't want to be anybody's chauffeur anymore. I just. I want. I want my kid to be as independent as possible, and I yeah. wish I'd had that as a kid. Um, there's no like resentment for my how I grew up, but like yeah. if I'd been able to walk to all my friends' houses, if I'd been able to yeah walk from school, which I did for a bit, but like uh, that was the the it was more public transport, and it was yeah. But like to be able to just get around, maintain my own social life. Ugh, yeah. that's the fucking dream. That that would be fucking cool. Um, we're gonna need to wrap up. Um, of but um, do you have any topics you wanted to bring up, or anything that you had in mind that hasn't happened? Well, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I, you know what? Uh, this has been an amazing conversation. I uh, had a lot of fun. Yay! Uh, but no, no. I mean, it's making you know, me clucky, man. It's go, like me checking my fertility in two weeks. I'm like, there's a big part of me that's like, please just have such low fertility that I can't do anything about it. But if they're like, hey, you've got heaps of eggs, I'll be like, fuck, I should freeze them. But you know what? I will say one thing, mm. and that is, I think uh, women need to stop having kids with dumb shits yes um because one thing that really opened my eyes like i've never like i've been a feminist for a long time uh my mom raised me as a feminist mm-hmm. um but the number of women who who try to build their lives with men who don't think they're people yeah is just too fucking high yeah it's crazy like put that like put that vagina on strike ladies like that is yeah like if your man this is gonna be like 30 rock if your man (laughs) won't get his semen tested when you're not able to conceive have a kid that is a fucking deal breaker oh yeah why the fuck would people not do that i don't know but my when my wife you know when we were like doing our fertility shit crazy shit and my wife was like, you, you should go get tested. I was like, when and where? Yeah. Like, are you going to make the appointment? Do I need to make it? She's like, make the appointment. I'm like, I found a, I found a clinic. I made an appointment. I went there. I like yeah. jacked off into a cup. Yeah. It was su- like the, the room itself was super gross. Like for me, because yeah. I am from the my porn is, you know, in my devices era yeah or at least on my computer but mm-hmm. it's it's definitely not fucking magazines and like a a, a leather couch oh, I can and, only D- imagine and how dvds and is. i was just like okay and i went into the bathroom and i rubbed one out watching a video on my phone yeah um and the and the the, the ladies there were like surprised by how not nervous i was because uh-huh. i was just like i am this is the least gross thing that I will do as a as a father, right? I'm going to be handling poop. I'm going to be handling pee. Yeah. I can hand, like, this is... Jacking off into a cup's nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because, you know, you tell people you're trying to have a kid and you're basically telling them, listen, uh, I like ejaculating raw straight into my, my partner's vagina. Yes. 
That's exactly what you're that saying. That is exactly what you're saying. And people are like, oh, that's, that's, that's. That's so sweet. If, and if you ever came up to somebody like, you know what my wife really likes? Cream pies. They'd be like, wow, you are completely inappropriate and I'm calling the police. Right? And they would be right to. That would be right. Yeah. But we call it trying yeah. for trying for a baby and yeah. everyone's. Yeah. Uh, and, and my wife was like reading all these Facebook forums and she was like, why are all these women discussing how to steal away their their husband's sperm to get it tested so he doesn't know because that like if the problems hit like the problem can't be him because he's a man seriously and, yeah and that's I, out there and i'm oh my god and she's telling me this i'm like why are these women having kids with these men they the, these guys should not be fathers fatherhood or they're is, just they're just so demanding. insecure man they are they're just so, so insecure you can't but you can't be insecure as a father you need i don't to, think yeah I don't think you that need works. to be there yeah. and and women step up women step up all the time yeah. and men get a pass and we don't deserve a pass mm-hmm. i think you're right that's that's horrifying that men would it, 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 it wouldn't get their semen tested it's like yeah. dude it takes two to tango right? i mean like, you, you you literally you, you go in there and like if you and if you i feel like if you're the guy who doesn't want to who's like scared of getting a semen tested you are going to enjoy like the vibe of that room there's like naked women in posters there's like magazines there's dvds I don't know. Maybe you can invite a friend and jack off together. I don't know. Probably that he is that kind of guy. Oh, I'm a real man. I'll do it with my best mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So shout out to men. Get your semen tested. Yeah. Um, women, get your fertility tested. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing some research. To women see. demand more of men. Yeah. We can do better. Just yeah. don't let it, don't give us passes. This is fucking embarrassing to all of us. Yeah, we do need to tighten up a little bit, don't we? I like it how I made it women's problems. Yeah, I know, right? We need to make men better. <sighs> all right, where can people find you, Yedrik? I don't know, man. I don't. F- you've got a you've got an Instagram, don't you? I got an Instagram. Don't, don't follow it. it. Fuck off. Just, all right, just listen. See just if shows. you see, if you see me at a show, laugh at my jokes, then don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Um, I have nothing to plug. See me in Edinburgh. I'll be also doing podcasts in Edinburgh as well. All right. That's been Adults Only Comedy. Bolin, thanks so much and goodbye. Bye.